What's up guys, I'm Daniel Logan, Boba Fett from Star Wars, Attack of the Clones, and The Clone Wars. You will listen to Call the Portion Podcast. Alright, so who talks first? You talk first, I talk first? Hello and welcome to the Quarter Portion Podcast, the only Star Wars podcast that has a common enemy and a common cause. I'm Krista Hoog and I'm joined today by Amy Cameraman. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Not too bad. Filling in for Pat this week. Uh, so yeah, it's been a couple days since Comic-Con. You and Derek from Ashes of the Order were able to come and help out at the booth and uh, part of the panel on Saturday, so... I don't know about you, but I'm still a little tired from that. Oh, I'm exhausted from it. It was a, it was a, it was busy, which was great, but yeah, definitely draining to go right into the work week after that. <laughs> it's a lot of visual stimuli alone. Is yeah, just oh, there's so much going on. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks to everybody who came out and uh, chatted with us at the show. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. This is my third convention now, second London Comic Con, and one of the best ones yet, I'd say. It's uh, just nice to be in the convention center and so many artists and cool groups to check out I, I even towards the end there you and i were walking around and i found four rooms i didn't even know existed yeah i thought the layout was really cool and how they did it with the the two floors and um you know it it was i found that it was very well uh laid out because you didn't feel like there was anywhere you weren't supposed to go you're like oh no this whole building is for the convention so you kind of was were able to go in it everywhere i know that you were stuck at the table for for quite a bit while uh, we had to go <laughs> on and do other things between uh me having to rush from work to there to my thanksgiving slash birthday party afterwards so i think that's part of the reason why you can see a lot of it but yeah there was it was a lot of traffic we had i think quite a bit of interest so thank you again like chris said to anybody that uh, started picking up after that yeah no we were uh, beside the the five of first all weekend so that was kind of neat to just you know have our little star wars corner mm-hmm. um a lot of great raffle prizes there that i almost threw all my money at <laughs> and unfortunately did not win <laughs> <laughs> i didn't quite see a final tally on it but i'm sure they raised a lot of good money for the children's health foundation oh so yeah there's people over there non-stop putting their tickets into the little buckets they had for for their raffle so i'm sure that they did a lot shooting stormtroopers and whatnot yeah so. oh yeah that was i'm sure that was fun i saw a lot of people like kids especially like laughing while doing that thinking it was pretty fantastic to shoot the stormtroopers <laughs> i tried it it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> And it's for a good cause, too. Exactly. For the children. For the children. Um, <laughs> so we're talking this week about uh, something else that's coming out this fall. We've talked a lot about Episode Nine and The Mandalorian on the show because, you know, they're the biggest biggest things. But there is another thing coming out this fall that also is pretty exciting. We're talking about Jedi Fallen Order, which hits, well, PlayStation 4 and Xbox and I think Steam. I don't know. I'm not PC Master Race. <laughs> me either, but I'm sure it's got to be all the same time. It's got to be on Steam <laughs> as well, I'm sure, or PC. Um, which comes out on November 15th. Um, so I want to talk a little, talk to you a little bit, especially about Fallen Order and just Star Wars video games in general, because you have one or two things to say about video games and Star Wars. Uh, I don't have, there's not much I can say about them. I don't, I don't know video games at all, really. (laughs) Yeah, um, definitely excited because this is, um, a newer Star Wars game that isn't a Battlefront game coming out, which I'm excited for, because don't get me wrong, Battlefront games are very, very fun. But at the end of the day, I want to go back to that OG, you know, Knights of the Republic kind of feel game of being a Jedi and doing this immersive story. I also think it's really cool because it's during um, that time period where we don't know a lot about things yet. Um, it's a lot of its mystery between episode three and four. So I really like that they're trying to fill in the gaps. 
Yeah, I was, I was, I was wondering what you thought about the, the time period, actually, because that's something that gets mined a lot in canon. Like, there's a lot of novels and, you know, rebels and whatnot set in that time period. So we're right at the end of the Clone Wars slash Rise of the Empire, which obviously we think is a pretty interesting time period because that's what we've set our own <laughs> storyline as I well. I know, I think it's pretty neat because once this uh, this comes out, we'll be able to pull from it too for whatever is considered canon to even have more content for our podcast. Cal could show up on, on Ashes <laughs> of the Order. It could I'm happen, it could happen. If anyone happens. But, <laughs> uh, you mentioned Battlefront 2. Did you play the story mode on Battlefront 2? Because I know Derek did. Yes, Derek did. Um, I didn't finish it. I was to- He told me to finish it because it gets really, really good, he said. And I was actually fairly impressed by it considering a battle it's a battlefront game because yeah. it's mostly just you're there to play either the online or the co-op shoot them up be the cool characters um so i actually thought it was kind of neat that they you know created characters for you to be um and get kind of attached to but i i honestly did not finish it it didn't immerse me as much as i would have liked to but i'm also a huge rpg snob and i'm talking huge <laughs> if there's no choices if i can't character create i'm just like what are you trying to do label yourself as an rpg or if it's turn-based <laughs> or if it's term except for kotor that's the only one that i can do (laughs) i can't do it i try i've tried every game every time multiple times can't do it that's fine (laughs) Uh, battlefront 2 i was really excited for ahead of time because uh, janina gavankar the actress who did the voice and motion capture for iden versia the main character Mm, yes was out in the public like doing a lot of really cool promotional stuff and like she narrated the the novel that ties into it which I had read beforehand, so I was really excited for the game. Yeah. And then it proved it was a Battlefront game, and it was kind of a flat campaign mode. Yeah, it, like, it, it had story, but it was basic story. There wasn't much depth to it, but I still appreciated that they were trying to make a, a round game, and I use that game, or that word very um, loosely, because they wanted to have the online feature. They wanted to be able to do your, you know, couch co-op, which doesn't exist anywhere uh, anymore, yeah. which I appreciate because I love those old school couch co-op games to be able to play. Well, well, not everybody can be that person. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they, were, they, they tried to do a solo campaign that had story in it too. So I appreciated the thought that they're just like, you know what, we're going to give a little bit of something for everybody. But it became the jack of all trades, master of none, because all of it kind of fell flat because they put so much into every aspect. Yeah, no, and it's the curse of trying to come up with a game before mm. or right before the movie comes out because ultimately you're going to have to cut stuff. Yeah. Like if they'd had six months more to work on the game, you might have had a longer, more fulfilling experience. Yeah, that's almost like any game that's coming out these days, especially ones that are based around or with different universes and they try to push them out fast and they can't do nearly as much, which is why with the story like uh, version of it, they, they came out with parts of it, I think, at a time because they only released the first part, which I didn't realize, and then there was like two parts after it. Well, there was there was one epilogue, I think. I think that's all they ever did. I just thought one. there was more. Maybe there was and I missed it, but... Yeah, because I know Derek played, I think, like three different like episodes into it. Oh, maybe. Okay. Well, I, the only one I, I remember kind of tied up Iden's story in a neat little bow and brought something into Last Jedi, which right. they didn't quite get off with, so... right. Um, yeah, no, like, this, the story I thought was going to go a very obvious direction, like, beforehand. Yes. And it, it did that, but much faster than I expected, so, right. like, I would have wanted more of the tension, but then it just kind of went into, like, oh, yeah, no, we're, we're going to fight for the Rebels now. And then yes, was... I, I agree. I found that it was very fast as well. Um, and again, I think it's because we wanted to have that full RPG game, but 
that would have been its own game within itself to tell that story. Yeah. Um, and I would have loved that. I think I would have really enjoyed that kind of game, which is what I think is going to end up happening with Fallen Order, is that they're going to give you that kind of game, but actually spread it out. They talk much, a lot in the... Um, you know, ads and advertising for it about the characters that you're going to encounter and your little squad and stuff like that and and uh, how they're very quirky characters and things like that. So I'm looking forward to that because I'm a huge party-based person. I love to know my party and talk to them obsessively. Yeah, no, that's always one thing I get stuck on on KOTOR 2 is like, does this person have something new to say? Does this <laughs> person have something new to say? To click on them every single time and Mission still doesn't want to talk about a brother for like, you know, five planets later. <laughs> <laughs> Which then rubbed off on me with the Dragon Age games. Yes. But, uh... Yeah, no, one last thing I wanted to mention actually about Battlefront is I just thought of, uh, the best part I thought was actually these little interlogs with the characters that we knew, like like Han. Mm. Like Han was running away from being a father, like grew the beard out, which was kind of right. weird. Um, but then the biggest thing was one with Luke, where he's on a planet called Pilio, I think. And he finds, he's, oh, or he's searching like... for an observatory, like one, of the, one of these repositories that Palpatine left around the galaxy. Right, yeah, and it was like in the little cave area or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he meets one of the Inferno Squad people there. Um, Del Miko, I think it was. Um, but yeah, like, there's a little compass that he uses to find it. Yes. And one of them shows up in Last Jedi. Right. And um, there are other instances of these observatories in like the aftermath books and stuff. So I think there was a really cool, like tie-in. They put they put thought into it. Yeah. yeah. There's some it's connective that, fiber yeah. there. Yeah. It's not that they didn't try to put thought into it. So like that was my favorite part actually of the campaign, which which is disappointing considering how much I loved. The idea of Inferno Squad and University. Of. Yes, and, and like I said, I think if they made it a game of its own, it would have been a lot better. But yeah, like I was able to push out that main episode that came out in like a day and a half, mm -hmm. and that's like including all the adulting I had to do between, like you know, eating, paying yeah. attention to my husband, things <laughs> yeah, like that. It's, it's time for that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Fallen Order. Then um, now we were talking a few months ago about Fallen Order and how you were disappointed with the premise of it, actually. Well, they came up without telling anything about it. So when it was first announced, they literally just decided to say it's going to be this immersive Star Wars RPG game with the tagline, Become a Jedi. Okay. So when I hear that, I take it as I'm going to become a Jedi. I'm going to create Amy the Jedi because that's what I always do. My first character in any RPG game, I always base off of myself. I do mm. my choices, things like that that I would do. Um, romance characters that I would want to romance big thing to have to decide it's the number one thing you do is decide you can romance obviously of um and uh so whenever i first saw that i was like oh my god this is going to be amazing i finally i've always wanted that like skyrim style game but for like star wars like give me a star wars universe let me create a character and just let me be let me do what i'm gonna do as a jedi kind of thing skyrim, right but with like actual personality for your well character. yeah well yes exactly like a skyrim with like you know a mass effect feel to it kind right, of thing yeah. right so um that's what i was thinking was gonna be happening something like that and then as they came up with more information you're like oh you're this character called cal and i was just like okay well a lot of games they give you pre-made names because they want their characters to actually call you by name because it makes it more personal and things yeah. like that and then as i learned more about it i realized you're a dude called Cal, and I have nothing, <laughs> no problem. I'm an old school gamer where male was the only gender you could ever play in any game ever. So I'm totally cool with playing that. You're used to it. Yeah. I'm used to it. I'm okay with it. I can get into it. I can still find my female romance options. I get into the character. I have no problem with that. My issue is that at the beginning when they announced it, the tagline was become a Jedi. I'm not becoming a Jedi. Cal's already <laughs> a Jedi. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I kind of agree with you on that. And like, I wanted that sort of experience, but that's because we all want KOTOR 3, really. Yeah, well, that's the issue. So why don't they just make it already? <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, we'll get, shout out. We'll get uh -huh. to the possibilities for that later. But, 
but yeah now that we've seen a little bit more about it like you and i just rewatched the trailer what uh what kind of stands out for you personally Definitely, I think uh, the whenever there was the gameplay, you could tell which was the gameplay portions and which were the cin- cinematics, which is fine. Yeah. But I liked that because then I could actually see how the game was going to play. I find that either you have to watch actual gameplay footage to see how it's going to play. Otherwise, the cinematography, you're just like, hey, that didn't show me how things are going to be. Yeah. And it looked really fluid, um, which is nice um, because I like definitely the combat system is never usually the part that i worry too much about in games because i'm way more into the story and choices and backstory of everything behind it all um but seeing that i was actually like wow that's like a really fluid looking game whenever you see cal fighting um anything that we saw in the trailer which i thought was kind of cool yeah most of it looks like it's like finisher type moves Mm -hmm. which is but you know that still looks pretty neat yes like what grabbed me was like the point in the trailer like it starts out very cinematic and then the alien creature, I don't know the species yet, says, okay, where do you want to go? And the, the camera pans into that, like, planter display. Yes, and then it kind of gets into the go. gameplay section. That grabbed me, I gotta say. Like, that open open possibilities. Like, we might not get the full story um, canvas that we wanted, but, you know, we might at least have some of that experience anyways without, you know, the Bioware-esque character development yes yeah and i'm sure i'm hoping that they do develop cal as his character um well because he's the main character and like they said pre-made protagonist i've become attached to before um so i'm hoping to become attached to him as well um i just have to get over my disappointment that it's not kotor 3 it's not just going to be this (laughs) star wars game right to create my character which is what i thought it was going to be and like died inside being like it's finally happening yeah. and now it's not but that being said i do think it does look like as not that kind of game it looks like it's going to be pretty cool i think it's going to fill in a lot of gaps um i think it's going to definitely it seems like just even like you said that snapshot the characters seem pretty witty it seems like the dialogue is going to be really good on it so mm-hmm. i'm excited for that yeah like one benefit of them doing you know, this set protagonist route is that you can get into the depth of character development and, like, acting that isn't always possible with Bioware games. Yeah, like, it can be hit and miss. With, like, with any game with a self-insert character like that, you know, you you end up being pretty limited in what your character says or does, like, um, out loud. Have you played Dragon Age Inquisition? Oh, right, you haven't beat the DLC. <laughs> well, I beat the game, all right. <laughs> that's a different That's a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> have a dragon age feels podcast yeah, we will. <laughs> where i can describe the emo- the way a game made me cry inside when my love interest from the first game came back in the third I... <laughs> <laughs> no but like you know generally in in those games inquisition might be might be a might be an exception to this really because you would actually say out loud the things that you had more option dialogue wise and be able to you had a better understanding of what you were going to say yeah yeah and like but generally in these sorts of games like Fallout and Dragon Age and Mass Effect, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. Don't yell at me. Um, uh, <laughs> um, Mike, it's going to get loud in here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you, you kind of have this wheel of options of things you can say. Yes. And then your avatar either like doesn't say them out loud. Like you just have to put that into, you know, your own head canon of what's right. going on. Or, you know, you get like an approximation of it, which I don't know, like in game, games where that happens, I'm like, well, I that what you kind of told me I was going to say wasn't quite what I wanted it to be yeah like he goes off course and what you know the hint was yes so the benefit I'm trying to in a roundabout roundabout way I'm trying to say that the benefit of this style of approach is at least 
it's you're a going set to character. have a more definitive thing. Yes. Yeah. But then again, we're not getting that sense of choice that we that's like so many Star Wars fans want. Yes, in, especially in when game. it comes to dark side, light side situations. That's a big thing. My thing that drives me nuts with especially like Jedi characters with Star Wars games, if you can't have actual choices for what you're doing then I don't like not be able to choose. Am I going light side or dark side? Sure, it's cool to still follow the story, but it's such a big pivotal thing between what you do will help guide you to this. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we're going to be able to get a say or not. I don't know if there's going to be that kind of option where you can either choose to do, okay, I can do this mission this way versus this way, and it will alter how the story's going to go. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I'll admit I don't know either because I'm trying to not watch too much about it. Yeah. Like, I watched the cinematic trailers. There's been a bunch of other like trailer reels of like 30 minutes of gameplay and stuff. I don't want too much of that spoiled. Yeah, I haven't watched too much of that, but I, I did go on like their actual like website earlier today as well to, to just try to get as up to date. It didn't say anything about choices or things like that yet. It just talked about exploring galaxy, um, your your you know friends that you make along the way and mm -hmm. things like that. It kind of went into that section of it. I'm kind of inclined to say it's not going to be an option because I am too. They would have like, they would have leaned on that so hard in the trailer. Yeah, like, I think so too. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it'll be more like a Force Awakens where it's already kind of predetermined what's going to happen. Yeah, story. yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah. Because part of me is still kind of scared that EA is going to I'm worried. pull an EA and yeah. have a short campaign that's not like not very worthwhile or not too deep. So I'm more worried that they're going to give a fairly decent game that i'll be like you know what this was actually quite fun but then they're just gonna be like oh but wait that wasn't the real full story and then you have to buy 60 dollars mm. every month worth of nonsense to actually get the full story i don't think they've talked about a season pass actually which is weird for them yeah maybe they're just gonna yeah like i actually just pre-ordered my copy in full <laughs> um i asked for it for my birthday so we'll see what happens after this weekend <laughs> <laughs> I did splurge for the ten dollar uh, extra edition. I think I'll do that too. It has an orange yeah. lightsaber blade, and that's kind of like my compromise color. Oh, I hope they have purple. I always want you know the red lightsaber, but I don't want to be a dark side. Or so orange is like my compromise color yeah. in games like this, where it's like I can be a little closer to that. True. Or you could just have a red lightsaber and just say, "I'm a good guy, guys. Trust me." Well, actually, looking at the pre-order bonuses and like the special edition bonus, like. I'm thinking there's going to be a lot of cosmetic stuff that you can access one way or another, whether Which whether is, that's your pay DLC or right, like that a season kind of pass stuff. type thing or like pre-order exclusive things. Which would be neat because I do like it's like that's the other thing with games that I like it whenever you're like, it's going to be, this is super, you know, aesthetically pleasing reasons only, but I like it whenever your your costume or outfits change to the game based on what you're doing. So I'm like, okay, if this game is taking place over months, let's say, if he's wearing the same outfit every single day for months, it's like, come on, get a new robe, man. Do some laundry. The stank awakens. <laughs> I know that all your fellow younglings were killed and you couldn't learn to do laundry yet, but you can learn. <laughs> they did everything for him at the temple. <laughs> exactly. Okay, yeah, I'm not seeing anything mentioned about the season pass on, like, EB Games' website. But, like, the version that I pre-ordered, pre-order now to, sleep, to receive unique cosmetic content. Orange lightsaber blade color, different hilts for the lightsaber, a different skin for your droid. Hmm. Um, yeah, skins, digital art book, behind the scenes videos. Normally, like that's the kind of thing where they would throw in the season pass, right? So yeah, EA could still kind of screw this up, but then again, they were got they got their asses handed to them in the media about you know the loot boxes in Battlefront too. So yeah, but I feel like they've been having that handed to them for years since freaking KOTOR 2 days whenever they forced a push release there and people 
crapped all over them and they that how long ago was that when did kotor coup 2 come out like 2004 2004 2005 yeah because i was still in the first xbox so. yeah so i mean if they haven't gotten themselves together yet it's because they make too much money off of like their madden games they don't care they don't care what we think our poor rpg souls <laughs> we have all the sports licenses <laughs> yeah. make money hand over fist on them every yeah. single year yeah even though they're the same damn game basically Hopefully they don't uh, EA this one to death. But. Yeah, well, hopefully Disney had a strong enough hand on them to be like, this is story, you know? Well, that, maybe that's the difference, too, is that, you know, they can do whatever they want with their own licenses or with Madden and whatnot. They don't, you know, I don't think the NFL or whatever cares too much about those games. Yeah, whereas they're going to make the money. Yeah, whereas Disney's going to care a lot more because they're putting a lot into Star Wars. Well, Disney in general is putting a lot into everything, but Star Wars specifically with all the different content that came out between the TV shows and, you know, starting new uh, movies after the, the Skywalker saga is done. Yeah. So, like, all these things, right? So, like, they don't want their stories to get messed up. So, this is, like, one of the... This is one of the main first legit canon video games that's coming out since disney took over which is super exciting um because again as i was hoping for a kotor 3 because then i can start finally say that you know darth revan was was real it's not legend it's real <laughs> <laughs> yeah no ea has been trusted with this huge license like one of the potentially biggest licenses in video games and they can't yeah. bundle it again so yeah so fingers crossed that's yeah that's what i'm hoping for for sure is that, that disney has a strong enough hold over being like listen you can't f up the story because it's it's star wars like this is part of the universe you can't can't screw it up <laughs> yeah you, like, you, you everybody, everybody gets one and you've had like three chances now. yeah you've had more than three <laughs> <laughs> well this will be the third star wars game like third major star wars true, game they've put true. out they've done a couple of their mobile games so that's like a different yeah that's a totally altogether. different platform entirely for how they do that because i know both you and derek are pretty into your Star Wars mobile games. Yeah, well, even that's not perfect either because people are starting to turn on that game because the content's drying up. Well, there's only so much you can do when it's just a click attack adventure game. Yeah, like they try to add little modes and stuff, but it's not like, and it's not substantial enough. Like, oh, we added a PvP tournament. Well, no one likes the fucking P PvP part of it. Yeah. Like, it's not what we want in a game. Give us more content. They're like, oh, here's a new character. It's a badass version of Anakin. Well, the skin looks a lot like the original one. Yeah, and we and, already have an Anakin. Don't give me another Anakin. And the grind to get him is insane because yeah. you have this character and this character and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, that's, that's a different ballpark altogether. But, you know, they've had Battlefront 1, which was serviceable. Yeah. Battlefront 2, which was serviceable, but had that scandal. And then yes. they... I'll, I'll, I'll give them this. I went back to the game a few months ago and I tried it out again and yeah. they did kind of fix the model and it's a, it's a fun experience online. Yeah. But it's not <clears> that <throat> substantial thing that we all want. Right. But that we would all like to see. Yeah, exactly. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. Um, yeah, speaking of Fallen Order, I might... I'm going to try and do a stream the day it comes out. Mm -hmm. We'll see how far I can get with uh, adulting. Yes. So watch the social media stream for that. I'll be, I'll be dropping links on our Facebook page and whatnot for that if it if I can make it happen. Yeah, it's too bad that I can't do part of the uh, extra live stream that we're going to be doing like literally a week or so beforehand. Two, three weeks beforehand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you can still help up with extra life after that. Might as well mention it now here. Actually, we're uh, doing extra life. Our personal guild. We've this is our. Th fourth year doing it i think so yeah um extra life is a gaming marathon fundraiser for for children's health foundation raising money for children's hospitals in our area and uh yeah we'll be doing it on the second and third of november exact start times to to come it's, it's always a fun 
time hanging out with everybody and have an oh, excuse yeah. to play games for 24 hours. Yeah, it's, cause. yeah especially once you get into those sleep-deprived hours and you're running on nothing but insanity. It's a good time. <laughs> and out comes the tuba from the other room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then there's a party that happens with, uh, yeah, it gets, it gets interesting. It gets fun. <laughs> Would have loved to do Fall in Order for that, but... Uh, yes, but unfortunately it doesn't come out till after, but... EA's timing sucks, but watch for more details on that on our social media. Definitely. And actually now sounds like a good time to take a break for a tune from the Cantina Band and a word from our sponsor. Do you have a vision for a cosplay prop, novelty item, or other project, but don't know how to make it without breaking the bank? Nerdful Things has you covered. Ontario's 3D printing experts are committed to quality and affordability. They can forge everything from convention-friendly prop weapons, to masks and helmets, to small embellishments like belt buckles or pauldrons. You might even find a unique nerdy gift for friends. Check out their gallery and request a quote at www.nerdfulthings3d.com. So, you mentioned a little bit earlier about your, your ideal sort of Star Wars game. But the, is, is that KOTOR 3, or is there something else you'd like to see? KOTOR 3 for sure. Or but what would you want from a KOTOR 3? Yeah, but, well, that's the thing, is that I want that for I want that desperately, because I want Revan to be canon. I want to find out what the heck actually happened. I want that to be a whole thing, because I know that there's the Old Republic PC game that's out there that is kind of the in-between but as far as i know they have no intention of ever finding out what happened with revan in that game um yeah i'm a little spotty on the lore but i did just read the book revan by drew carpation who's one of the writers from bioware at that time nice and the way they kind of do it is that revan is canonized male falls in love with bastila yes yeah that i knew make that little canon because in that you end up meeting their child i think in well descendants anyways maybe it's the that's the great grandparent or so yeah but the descendant yes yes and then the playable character from KOTOR 2 is canonized female Mitra Surik. Yes. Uh, the Jedi outcast. In the book, they go on an adventure. And then some bullshit happens at the end of the book. And I want to throw the book across my work cafeteria in the middle of my lunch break because it was bullshit. <laughs> and then <laughs> essentially the games get into some other stuff with Revan's spirit later on. Right. Um, and it's like been torn in half. Like there's the light Revan and the dark, the dark Revan. Right. So they, it's a kind of a cool way at least from the outside I didn't play the games I don't know firsthand but a kind of a cool way to canonize him as both sides right yeah but like I, I totally feel you on that one like that's I want Revan in canon yes I want that to happen so whether even if it's a remake of KOTOR just totally redone I would even be okay with that personally maybe upgrade the actual um you know gameplay style definitely some different faces like that kind of stuff maybe some extra content on like characters because now now especially specifically bioware save the past game that's come out um <laughs> they've done such a good job at like really making you attach these characters even in kotor like i'm replaying it right now just started yesterday and i'm already being like oh my god to all my characters again and uh, so i feel like if they even put that little extra oomph it'd be even better to be able to do that but that being said if it was a Star Wars game, I don't exactly know what I want it to be set in if it was something not KOTOR related. Mm. But I definitely want it to be that open world feeling. You choose your character. And basically, yeah, same idea as most Star Wars games start out with is where you start up as, you know, either a nobody or a start off Padawan. Something crazy happens where you're thrown into this role um, and uh, continue on with whatever said story it is there. But I definitely imagine like a Skyrim 
setting, but in a Star Wars universe, mm-hmm. and then just just go, <laughs> just yeah. be, be free, Padawan, just be do free. Your thing. Here's some cool characters. <laughs> yeah, that spend a lot of time writing and enjoy. Uh, yeah, so that and then mixed in with a Bioware sense of your light and dark or Paragon and Renegade, where based on your choices, you get those points to find out what you're gonna happen, and then your story changes based on that. Your you know, party members leave or join based on right. that that kind of situation. That sounds really good. I yeah. really wish they would just do an HD remaster of, of Core I would and... even just be, per- I would be static if they just did that. When it came up for, uh, you know, um, iPhone and Google phones for the doing KOTOR on that, I was ecstatic just for that because it's, it's still getting attention. It's still yeah. getting, people are still so in love with this game and so obsessed with the, the story because it was really the first of its kind for a Star Wars game like that. And especially with choices games, this is one of the first heavy choices games where what you did mattered. Mm-hmm. Like you can literally make Basila dark and bad at the end. Like you can totally change other characters based on what you're doing. So it was and very cool. Did they have the means I can't remember now, it's been so long. Did they were were you able to carry your save file forward to Kotor two? Oh good question. I don't remember offhand. I, I don't I think you could choose one or two things. I think it was Dragon Age style like that. Maybe. But maybe it's it wasn't so at all because I just remember that they yeah I think you can choose if Revan was male or female or dark or light, and I think that's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I th- I'm trying to remember the beginning of mine, because, yeah, I want to say that they when they men- you mentioned it for the first, like, mining place that you're in, you're the Taurus of KOTOR 2, if you will, which I'm still stuck on <laughs> two days later. <laughs> um, that, uh, yeah, it's mentioned that, you know, Revan's taken off kind of thing, and I, th- I think that you can choose gender then. Okay, yeah. And yes, you know what? It's through your yes, it's through your dialogue in that section actually, where they're asking you, being like, right. where it is, and your character can choose being like they automatically be like he, and they're just like he. What do you mean? Revan was Revan was female, and they make it kind of like campy like right, that, but right. it works. That, was, and that then, sounds familiar. Now, yeah, and then they're just like, oh, he didn't didn't he save the universe? And you're like, yeah, he did, and or she did, or whatever. Or so he did yeah. this on Kashyyyk or whatever. Yes, yeah, yeah okay. it's yeah, yeah. They kind of do it as a dialogue as you're discussing the events with your character. Yeah, like that having that having those consequences like. It shapes the world. It's so cool how they can shape worlds with video games now. Oh, like... absolutely. Like, I'm, again, my, my memory's kind of spotty here, but there's a segment, I think, on Mon Calamari, I think, in the second one. But you have the choice to, like, drain this, like, section of the ocean or something like that. I can't oh, remember I think exactly. Oh, fr- I think that's in the, that first the first one. one. I didn't finish the second one, and I only played it the one time, and I can't remember exactly. But anyways, you know, you have big ramifications to your actions, which is... It ties right into the whole light side, dark side debate of the, of the mm-hmm. larger series. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think more of that in the games would be high on my wish list. Definitely. Like, I, lo- I love that, especially with a Star Wars game, especially as a Jedi character. I feel mm. like your choices are pivotal on not only why the world around you would shape, but your own character shapes. Because we know, based on Star Wars characters we've seen in, in movie and TV shows, that they can drastically change whether they're Jedi or Sith. And then Bioware is the master of that, because I've seen that at work in other... Uh, Dragon Age is, is the series. Yeah, I've Dragon played, but... Age, Mass Effect, they do a great job in it as well. Yeah, they've done a fantastic job. Again, save recent events. Yeah. Which I still, I total controversial. I actually didn't mind the game. I just didn't like the fact that they made it a Mass Effect banner game because it should have been a thing of its own. And I do agree characters weren't as well fleshed out as previous games were pretty automatic where i become attached to characters even non-bioware games i'll find characters i'm like oh my god this is the best character and get with any of them which like is Ignis. a problem yeah recipe Rus- i've discovered a new recipe <laughs> <laughs> um yeah my personal choice i've been preaching to you a lot about destiny over yes. the years like I, I want something like that but in, in the star wars universe you know just hopping 
every single time I get a new ship in Destiny, and I'm kind of like, oh, do I want do I want to fly around in this thing? Weighing the pros and cons, I'm like, where is the closest thing to an X-wing? <laughs> like, I need to find something that's close to an X-wing. Yeah. And then I imagine like, oh, okay, doing this in, in the Star Wars th- universe would be so cool. Yeah. Because you could customize your ship or like choose different like, oh, I'm gonna hop from an X-wing into a Tie Fighter or whatever. Yes. Um, having that freedom to just travel between worlds and you know go off to Hoth and do some missions, hop over to Endor do some missions like. Even like the player classes, you can make that work. Yeah. That well, kind of open world appeal. It's so versatile, the Star Wars universe, that it'd be very neat to be able to, yeah, go planet to planet, which it's sounding like uh, the Fallen Order is going to make you be able to do based hopefully. on the little map we saw there. Hopefully. And hopefully there's star maps. Or maybe not quite as immersive as I'm hoping for. But no, but hopefully, yeah, hopefully there's still a few planets you can go on and there'll be maps on them. And like by the same token, I think Anthem is kind of the same way, right? Yeah, uh, Anthem is very similar. You don't really go planet to planet. You more go to different sections of the mm. planet you're on, um, which is totally fine because they are very different and immersive and the maps are huge. So we're talking nice that, that squad base thing too, right? Yeah, like There was a bigger emphasis on that than in Destiny. Yes. So that'd be really cool. Like, you know, if I'm going to use our Ashes of the Order uh, party as, a, as an example here. Like you have two Jedi and you use like a random smuggler or like, like a third archetype, like more of a soldier type right. character, you know, Jedi, a smuggler, and a soldier go off into onto Hoth and do some missions. Like, yeah, that could be really, really cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, infinite potential to expand with new expansions and oh, and definitely because you'd add different planets on and everything like that as the universe continues to grow. Like that's a game as a service I can get behind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> upgrading your blaster and whatever like that'd be get on it. Somebody. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? EA, hopefully yeah. not, but Hope, yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling more hope about Kortor getting some kind of release down the line because they're putting out some of the older um, Star Wars titles on modern platforms. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Jedi Knights. Jedi the, Academy. The naming convention for it was so dumb back in the day, but <laughs> Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight right. just came out on stuff on the modern platforms. And Jedi Academy, I think, is following suit in the new year. Yeah, Jedi Academy just came out backwards compatible for and free on um, the Game Pass a couple months ago for Xbox. So oh, I have it? yeah, so I, I have that. So yeah, they're pulling a lot of it out, and even on your uh, the phone app game that you're playing for the Star Wars one, same thing. They were bringing forward Kotor characters right, yeah. into an actual licensed Star Wars game. So I'm like, it's real, it's happening. <laughs> well, <Galaxy laughs> Karth, has... come back to my heart. <laughs> Galaxy of Heroes has that advantage in that it's like set as like. Something that's in like a hollow or like in a cantina, so they can play like a hollow yeah, table hollow game. game. Like, yeah, hollow game. Yeah, so you can flavor, so they can put you know, legends in there. But still, they're. It's, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful they're gonna do something with it. And like I said, I'm totally cool. Even if they revamp Kotor, you can still have the legends version. And if they come up with like the real version, so be like, oh yeah, this is the legend behind Revan, but here's the story of Revan. And yeah. You actually go through it that way. Even that would be cool. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, putting Jedi Knight on. On Switch and PS4, just came mm. out. It might add to the Game Pass. I'm not up on Microsoft stuff so much, but having it actually pushed out to those platforms for the first time yeah. is a good sign, because they've, they've been held back for years, presumably because they're not canon. Yes. With Kel Katarn. Right. But I, I, I don't feel like that's as much of an obstacle as the studios maybe think. Like I think they can put out, like you say, like a Kotor HD remaster, or even just port it. Yeah. People will be fine with that. Just port it, and then if they do. If the next movie trilogy is Benioff and Weiss from Game of Thrones producing Revan as a movie. Like, oh, could you, you imagine? I've, we've been uh, imagining him on the show for quite a while. Could you and, imagine the uh, magic that could happen with that, except for the fact that Revan's female? <laughs> that, that, that's going to be your <laughs> long-standing problem with this. 
<laughs> but he falls in love with Bastila. No, Karth. Karth Onassi. <laughs> I wish I could romance Thrask because he truly is the best character and dies five minutes into the game. He's just like a badass. He's all like, oh no, there's an evil Jedi. I have to go and take them on. Quickly, you get to the escape pod. Just like runs in there, locks the door behind him like a badass. Like who even <laughs> does that? You're like some Republican soldier that's like never had to like battle a Jedi ever. You're just like... Whatever, no big deal. Just oh, gonna take care of this. Really bad, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not just that. The thing we could come back to is the idea of like early Game of Thrones, or at least like they're producing prowess yes. throughout the whole series. I mean, about the writing skills throughout. But that level of like attention to detail, yeah, brought to Star so Wars, cool. bringing Revan forward into canon, bringing him to a large audience for the first time. Yeah, which that would be ideal, but so good. And then yeah, if they like I said, I'm because obviously they're gonna change and alter it because you have to. So they should. Yeah, then they so they should. It's it's an old game. The Star Wars universe is more expansive now than ever with everything between species and planets and everything. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. If they want to alter and change some things to to make it its own story, I would be so down with that. Especially because it'd be cool to play a Kotor game and not know what the frack is gonna happen. Yeah, like I want to know. Uh, like, I know KOTOR right now. I know Dark Side. I know Light Side. I know what's going to happen in my game. No matter how many times I've played it, I can't even count the time that this is my time for playing it. Um, and it'd be cool to play a game and be like, I don't actually know what's going to happen this time. Like, how, there, how, there how is this? There has to be surprise. Yeah. yeah. And there's some things they could fix, too, because you know, one common cur- uh, one common criticism about it is that it's 4,000 years before the, you know, the movies. Yes. And the same technology basically exists. That there's not much difference in that development like it's been four thousand years right and nothing's really changed right and like for me i always found it kind of hokey that one of the jedis on the council is you know oh yoda. yeah the yoda character <laughs> yeah 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 i think i think they're just trying to be cutesy being like look it's like it's like a yoda kind of thing right so i do, i was okay with that <laughs> uh, really this is what they're doing like <laughs> we like we can have a jedi council without yoda and no one's a jedi council really. <laughs> yeah, just, it's a little too over the head so yeah, make it happen. Yes, <laughs> please, please. Anybody. <laughs> or just keep pushing out the old games. Like I had a lot of fun with Jedi Academy back in the day. I used to play on like a private server. Right. With like mods and stuff. So you could do things above and beyond the already good customization options. I know for the day, because like, I started that one as well uh, a little bit and beat it. I ended up getting a new game and then started playing that one. So it went on the back burner and then I was just like KOTOR, I'm feeling you. So I started that instead. Um, but I started creating my character and I, yeah, I forgot how many skins there were available, the different species. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you could be a Twi'lek in this. And I'm like, and that's <clears throat> fantastic because that like, that's always been a species that has been very interesting to me. Just the way that they, they look, there's, their talk is very interesting like everything about them in the universe i've always liked and then of course i can make her very risque looking which is always a plus <laughs> <laughs> for some people more than others too <laughs> yeah so now you now now you have to turn to an rpg or a tabletop rpg to make the jedi character you've always wanted to be I because know. Follower won't let you do it yes actually fun fun fact one, one of the things that inspired me to do ashes of the order specifically when we're doing like, like specifically when it's set is what you said about Fallen Order. Like, you said you wanted to make your own character and live in it. Yeah. And we were bouncing around the idea of doing a campaign anyways. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, maybe that's my end here. Yeah. So, like, Lahela Bell is kind of potentially the Jedi character you've always wanted to be. 
so far we'll see how she goes we'll see how she turns out i don't have a, <laughs> as much as i have options on how she says and tries to deal with things the dice rolls control a lot more than i like when it comes to my light side dark side situation so we'll we'll see what kind of jedi she turns into <laughs> yet with those dark side points that are rallying up the force is trying to tell you something i know <laughs> as, as, as all of you at home will we'll see in the coming months <laughs> yes yeah in the next few episodes you'll start to see some interesting responses that she's uh, had to some situations she's been put in so far we are we are further along in in, in recording than than has been published so far and the dice the dice understand amy very well. <laughs> <laughs> they see my inner soul they know <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think that's gonna do it for today thanks for stopping by and talking jedi or fallen order with me oh no problem i'll take any excuse to talk about video games and star wars and star wars <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode please like it and tell a friend our network of Star Wars shows is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else podcasts are free, with new episodes every third Friday. Don't forget to subscribe on your service of choice so you never miss a new discussion. And please consider supporting us on Patreon to help shape the show and access bonus content. Got a question or comment on today's episode or anything else in the Star Wars universe? Drop us a line on Twitter at Kyber Club or on Facebook and Instagram at Quarter Portion Podcast. Your opinions and questions are worth 60 portions to us, Ask a question and we'll gladly answer you on the show. You can find Pat on Twitter at Django Fletch and on YouTube at Wilderness Wisdom. And I'm on Twitter at Hoogathy. Amy, Derek, and I are taking part in Extra Life with our team Guild 2Taps. You can watch that at twitch.tv slash guild 2Taps. Join us in the chat to enjoy the antics or to uh, help us stay awake through the, through the wee hours of the night as we raise money in support of the Children's Health Foundation and our local children's hospital. Until next time, may you be one with the Force, and may the Force be with you. This has been a CopperClub.com production.